0: All right, so today's podcast is exciting. You're going to hear from the creative director of Stratasys, a global leader in 3D printing and additive solutions, why they actually partner with artists. You will hear how the artist's visionary ideas lead to business innovation and what you should do if you want to collaborate with artists. Her name is Naomi Kempfer, and she's speaking to us from Belgium. So I hope you will enjoy it. We are being told to choose between the left and right brain between studying art and engineering, between creative and analytical thinking. Our society tells us that art and business are not connected. But what if society is wrong? What if it misleading us? The good news is that understanding what art is can bring us to a new revelation. Art does matter in innovation, technology and entrepreneurship. And with the help of this podcast and its guests, you as well will learn that art is not an object. Art is a mindset. You are listening to The Artian Podcast, with me, Nir Hindi. Hey podcast listeners, thanks for coming back for another episode of The Artian. Today we are going to talk about an exciting topic, 3D and art. Speaking to us from Belgium is Naomi Kempfer. Hey Naomi, thanks for joining us.
1: Hi Nir, how are you?
0: I'm great, I'm great. It's a pleasure to be here. First of all, thank you for taking the time to speak with us and our listener today about the exciting topic that you are dealing with on your day-to-day, which I'm positive many people will envy you. Naomi, can you take a moment to introduce yourself?
1: Okay, sure. So first of all, my name is Naomi Kemfer. I'm an Israeli-American and German living in Belgium. I studied law, philosophy, and product engineering with a master's in industrial design. I specialize in 3D printing over 20 years and work as a creative director.
0: We will get to some of your uh, hidden sides later (laughs) on in the conversation. So you're actually the creative director of a company called Stratasys. What is exactly Stratasys or what they are doing there on the day to day?
1: Sure, Stratasys is a very interesting company. Uh, Leading in the field of 3D printing, Stratasys manufactures 3D printers all around the world. Its headquarters are located in Israel and in the United States, uh, with obviously uh, offices uh, globally. And we specialize in leading technologies in the additive manufacturing field.
0: Great. And your role over there is the Creative Director for Arts, Design and Fashion. What does it mean? Uh, I'm
1: responsible for all the creative collaborations. I bring uh, designers, fashion designers, artists, architects uh, to explore together with me uh, the novelties in our technology. We work very, very close with our research and uh, development team. Uh, to discover uh, new initiatives, new applications, new opportunities within this uh, technology and within new ideas in the design and culture
0: market. I often speak about how companies can work with artists and there are different models from hiring an artist, uh, creating artists in residence programs, some of them we will speak with future uh, speakers uh, later in this podcast and obviously collaborating with artists. And you chose to collaborate with artists. And that leads me to kind of my next question. Why a 3D company needs a creative director that builds collaborations with artists? I think it's a wonderful
1: question. Of course, the question is also from which perspective we want to look at it. I worked earlier in my career for a Belgium company called Materialize and constructed for Materialize a division that was focusing the creation of art and design products through 3D printing. We noticed that this creates an enormous pool, an enormous attention, an emotional attention of the all-knowing audience. And what I mean by all-knowing audience, I mean not the people who are specialized, not the people who are focused in industry, uh, but really every day, everybody who has some kind of interest in fashion or art or design, it creates an enormous pool towards uh, the applications of 3D printing. Stratasys, uh, whom I work for today, was one of my collaborators in that period of time. And it was only natural for me, once I concluded my previous position, to continue and collaborate with the Stratasys uh, with the intention to dig in a deeper level into the technology at the birth of the printer as opposed to. I work together with a Suwervers Bureau that uh, has the print already at hand and we're utilizing the technology. So that's a little bit uh, what we're doing today. Together with the creative people, artists, designers, I like to build up uh, different themes. We challenge the technology on its innovations, while at the same time, we try to consider novel possibilities, what we can create, what we can achieve, what will be the question tomorrow that could be answered with 3D printing technologies. And this is an imaginary trajectory that we are building for ourselves in this collaboration.
0: And you're doing it for how long already, this collaboration with artists and designers?
1: We're doing this since, uh, altogether since 2002.
0: So that's quite a long time. The image of an artist is actually the painter sitting in the studio and using acrylic or oil painting in order to paint in the day-to-day. But actually, artists, I always say, are humans that live in the same era as we do. And they are always interested in exploring new technologies. And you work actually at the intersection of creativity and art, with cutting-edge technology, being in the 3D field for more than 20 years, meaning that you saw the technology and the industry developing very quickly and in-depth. And I'm interested to know where art and technology actually converge or similar or where they are different. So you're asking a lot of things
1: uh, together. I will try to go along uh, this uh, thought of, thread of thought. First of all, when we speak about creativity, I think this is a huge question. What is creativity? What is being an artist? Is being an artist pulling your brush uh, through oil paint and uh, a little bit of a uh, medium and applying it on canvas? or And this is something that is very manual. This is a craft almost. This is a manipulation. And the word manipulation uses, contains the word man, which is hand in Latin. Uh, Also, the word manufacturing contains the word man, the Latin for hand. So very, very closely when we think about creativity, we often uh, unintentionally associate creativity with an act that we do with our hand. This is a questionable thought because when we deal with digital creativity, we deal with uh, something that is almost detached from the hand. So it's true that we move the mouse of the computer with a hand or that we move the pen on the writing board eh, on the digital writing board with our hand but for me creativity is something that happens in our mind Eh, the ability to see in our mind to vision in our mind an expression uh, which does not necessarily have to be physical it could also be a creative way of connecting ideas that in the past did not necessarily come together associating two different entities from different disciplines and recognizing that the intelligence from one discipline can encourage the intelligence of a second discipline. This is, for me, creativity. When we pull a brush to the canvas, it is a motoric expression. It is a skill. We want to see the image that I have in the movie playing in my mind can be translated through my arm and my motoric skills. To the canvas, and this is fascinating because definitely we have to involve our creative brain in uh, generating this translation, and it is a very liberating activity. But this is only a very specific quality of artistic artistry or creativity. Creativity is really, it could be a lawyer can be very creative if he gets an idea from uh, one a concept, and can bring it into a business structure or into a collaboration project on legal terms, this is as good as being a Van Gogh painter sometimes. So creativity, in my mind, is a very broad notion, and I think it is very, very important when we want to work with artists that we understand that creativity is something to appreciate in a thinking process. We can find somebody who is really very good in uh, drawing on the computer, but we will not be able to make uh, innovations. It's really about the capacity of understanding where we are as humans at this period of time, for example. What are the pains? What are the happiness? What are the curiosities? What is our hungry driven towards? And can we answer this with the means of physical tools or cultural tools? This is the first question that we are most interested to answer through a design or through a fashion or through art when we come together. And then, of course, how do we express this? How do we translate this? We talk about composition, we talk about visual aesthetics, we talk about rhythm, we talk about pattern, we talk about the algorithmic understanding we talk about heritage we talk about cultural references we talk about different proportions etc 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 but at the end of the day a creativity is in the eyes of the viewer we want to satisfy a lust we want to satisfy a question that we as people simply have in the time in which we live and that we are seeking to receive some kind of reinforcement to the meaning of our lives uh, through these cultural outputs. And I think this is the quality that goes beyond beyond technology, that goes beyond uh, civilization, that goes beyond laws, beyond the social constructs. This is a quality that goes directly to our hearts as people. I think this is why art is so important for us above so many other uh, qualities because it uh, dialogues uh, with a human entity in us and dialogues with our uh, deepest quest in our lives perhaps uh, the search for connection and for meaning and for and beauty as well
0: i think that listeners cannot see that i'm smiling but i smile from one side to one side because <laughs> i for the one that's already uh, familiar with the podcast And what I do, I always say that for me, art is not an object, it's a mentality. The painting or the book or the song are just the expression of a thinking process. That's why one of the things that I encourage companies to work with artists, because artists is not about putting the paint on the brush and put it on a canvas, but what is behind the act that actually they are taking. Uh, So I'm very happy that you just reinforced Mm -hmm. it and we didn't even discuss it before, So I want to go back to my first question, because you also referred to it at some point. What is the difference and the similarities between the technology and art?
1: Okay, Anir, maybe we'll take back to the previous question that you asked, because we didn't answer it yet, actually. So the, the magic of collaborating with artists and designers and fashion designers is an endless added value. We're touching the spirits of the people, not just the employees, not just the uh, bookkeeping, not just the lawyers, not just the engineers, not just the uh, courier or the uh, production or the whatever uh, function we can find within the people of the company. Uh, Through the art, we really engage with the spirit of the people in the company and with the spirit of the people in the market. This goes beyond consumerism. This goes on a much deeper level. And in that sense, art can connect and bridge much faster and much deeper between people uh, revolving a certain topic. And I think this is very, very critical quality for which art and design can be so important for every company.
0: I have a question over here. I mean, for you, it's much more natural, I think, to work with artists and designers uh, through your background. But you mentioned that you work with R&D team. And I wonder how they respond when you brought them those artists that often we tend to think oh these crazy creatives etc how the dynamics worked there I mean what was the surprises maybe for the R&D team how they responded for your ideas and your suggestions to bring those artists This is a very
1: good question I think as engineer you will often be focusing on the practicality of actualizing a certain application for example I can uh, glue this particle to that particle and perhaps enable a certain material to be applied. Uh, As a creative person, when you are enabling the connection of these two particles, worlds open up. As a creative person, we see possibilities that are uh, enabling us to realize certain depictions, ideas, visions, dreams, uh, you name it. Now, It's also not always that of an obvious connection. So my job is to mitigate, uh, to take the engineering resolution, to see the application idea, and to say, okay, how can I translate this towards the artist, towards the designer, so that they can continue to dream onwards on different possibilities. So the translation begins with me uh, by understanding the capacity of the technology, understanding what this could mean in translation to an art form or design form or fashion form and bringing these uh, raw ideas and concepts and stories to the artistic uh, side, to the artists and designers. It could also happen differently that together with the R&D team, we'll see a potential idea and I will challenge directly and say, okay, can we do this? Can we do that? Because of course, I am uh, putting myself in the thinking eyes of the creative di- of the creative director, the artist or the designer, and already know in advance what could be the curiosities or what could be the dreams that we wish uh, to realize uh, with the technology. So this is just one side of the spectrum. Then once we get started, once we get rolling new questions pop up. So we will be busy with a certain design. Suddenly we have certain technical limitations and then we're going to challenge the technical team. Can you come up with a material that flows in a certain tangency? Can you come up with a material that will be dissolved in certain conditions? Can you come up with an idea that would fit in a certain corner against a certain friction against a certain temperature? So through this fantastic experience. On one hand, we're dreaming forward in a world that is undecided or unpredicted and bringing it back towards the engineering team to support uh, predictability, to support repeatability, to support production possibility. It's somehow like you wake up from a dream and you have a day in reality, you go back to dreaming. So you constantly enrich both worlds.
0: I think you touched a very important point that I will ask you later. If a company wants to have a successful collaboration with artists, what they should do? And I think you already spotted the first thing. You need a good translator, someone that can understand the engineering and the business and someone can understand the art and creativity. And those R&D engineers, they're excited about those collaborations. Are they happy to do it or they are so busy to develop the next printer that they sometimes tell you we have a deadline to develop? What shall we do?
1: As you know, art and design immediately touches everybody's heart. So it's very, very difficult to be busy or to touch art and design without having your heart involved very deeply in it. So definitely, we work with a very enthusiastic team and we love it. It's impossible not to work around these topics and uh, to be emotionally excited and fully engaged. The communication, of course, is very different, and and I think that you're right. It's very critical to understand both parties. Each party has a different perspective on how things are being done, on methods of working, on structures, and... To be the ambassador between, uh, it's almost like being the ambassador between the left brain and the right brain. Yeah. You, need to, you need to be aware of the qualities of the left brain, the engineering, and the business necessities. And at the same time, also appreciate uh, the wildness, the unpredictability, the lack of control that sometimes is uh, represented by the right brain. And neither of the two sides of the brain can work independently from each other. We will be stuck if we don't have creativity and business. And we will be stuck if we don't have business and creativity. So they can't live one without the other. And we constantly need to have a dialogue uh, between these two parties. And I would say this is really important, not necessarily only when we talk about you know, the hard definition of, okay, these are artists and this is business. I think in all creative or innovation processes within a company, it's really critical to be able to engage between the rational mind and the human heart. This is, for me, the place where businesses really win. And if you go back to all businesses that have a success in the market, you will always find that this is the winning card. It's a marriage between the heart and the brain. So when these two are in coherence, you will get the best collaboration, the best product, the best consumer connection, and the best place in the market. The intelligence also of our heart is tenfolds faster than the intelligence of our brain. We sense things in advance. We feel innovation coming. It's a different method of thinking. Uh, when we say, I have I have an intuition, in fact, what we're saying is my brain is so fast to give me the answer that I don't know what was uh, the process that led me to the end of the calculation. I don't see all the parameters that were brought together in my brain for the calculation. But intuition is, in fact, like a final result of knowledge that is a lifelong, that is deep, that is experience a uh, rich and that your body heart and soul tells you do this this is the right thing to go for
0: yeah you're speaking about so many things and you get me excited over here it's like <laughs> it's like you know it's, i always say we need the imagination and we need the execution you cannot have only one of them it's like management and leadership they are not the same you need to have management that know how to do the routines and the methods, and you need leadership that speaks to our values and our emotions and our heart. It's like super exciting. Before we will go to some of the examples, because you worked with some of the leading artists and designers of the world and some of the leading museums of the world, let's take a short break and we'll come back in a second. Hi, listeners. It's clear that our speakers are at the intersection of art and innovation, but they didn't just arrive there casually they developed their skills, gained knowledge, and more importantly, grew their artistic mindset. Would you like to develop some of these skills, capabilities, or a growth mindset? Then I would encourage you to check our art-based learning experiences. Whether you want to build your leadership skills or your innovation competencies, our training can be just what you are looking for. Visit us at www.theartian.com to learn more. Hey, listeners, thank you for coming back. I'm speaking here with Naomi, the Creative Director for Art, Design, and Fashion at Stratasys, the leading 3D manufacturer company. And we are talking about an exciting topic, the intersection of art and technology, art and 3D. And just before the break, we started to speak about the importance of having the, I would say, the balance between the right and left, between the hearts and the logic, between the managers and the leaders. And I want to kind of go now into more specific examples. And Naomi, when I ask you about your role, one of the things that you mentioned is that you want to challenge the technology and challenge the creativity. When you say, I want to challenge the technology, what do you mean? And can you give us a concrete example?
1: I think one of the beautiful examples of challenging the technology, and this is an example I love very much, it was When we were working uh, together with Neri Oxman on a project that is called the Mushtari, we did this for our first uh, collection together with Neri, our interest was uh, to focus on uh, the different elements. It was a collection about, titled The Sixth Element, and we wanted to understand how these elements work with our art or with our vision of the future. And Neri's answer was thinking about how can we cope in different atmospheres? How would we, as humans, cope when the elements that we already know would be changed and that we would go into different atmospheres and have to survive in under conditions? And in this project, her wanderers are actually carrying new organic organs, and the exterior of the body, and able to use different atmospheric uh, gases and, and properties in order to survive. And one of these uh, models, Neri thought about generating almost a similar, like a external digestive system that is composed of a, a channel that is as long as our digestive system, but it is external to the body and it will together with symbiosis between E. coli and cyanobacteria, in theory, generate photosynthesis and utilize light uh, to sugar for the human in another atmosphere. So this is an imaginary story, of course, or futuristic uh, concept. And in practice, uh, the question was, how can we print a channel that is as thin as one millimeter or two millimeter thin uh, to contain a liquid? And to transition a liquid uh, during a little channel of eight uh, or 10 uh, meters. So in the time we got our engineering team together and we had to solve it using the current uh, support materials that we had in the time it was not a, a possibility because you are unable to release. A support material from a channel that is ten meters long. It's uh, the understanding of vessels and the understanding of surface tension is such that you cannot relieve a material that has another consistency from within such a long channel. So finally, our wonderful engineers—it was at the time uh, Daniel Dikovsky and Bois Belokon—sat uh, on the printer a full night and just uh, dropped a liquid solution that remained liquid uh, during the full printing process instead of the gelatin-like solution that we had at the time. And by the next morning, uh, lo and behold, a new invention was created. Amazing. A completely liquid support uh, material that uh, can be drained at the end of the printing process, and that enabled us to create these channels. So you would say, okay, so who cares? Uh, It's just a fantasy story. You need this external organ uh, that contains a channel of 10 meters long uh, to carry it uh, to the MoMA Museum or the Cooper Hewitt for an exhibition. But why all this, why to go through all this trouble, right? So the interesting thing is that by going through all this fantastical trouble, we found out a solution that allows us to print at stratasys hearts and valves and uh, blood vessels and to reprint organs. And that was only thanks to the liquid the support material that suddenly a lot of other opportunities that are very critical for today's uh, medical business uh, became uh, possible. So through a totally crazy art idea, we come to a fantastic and wonderful and very, very practical a solution that can help surgeons and save uh, people's lives. So sometimes we really need to think out of the box, not be aware that we need something, go on a journey, create with all our hearts the solution to that uh, crazy thought, and to come back to do something very practical that helps us to save people's lives.
0: Amazing. I think that the fantasy of today is the innovation of tomorrow. We just need to be able to unlock our imagination. That's a great moment to remind all our listeners. By the way, I don't know about you, but I'm super excited and I'm positive that Naomi has many more uh, stories. Obviously, we cannot pull everything into one hour. But that's a great moment to remind you to, that all the show notes and the example uh, Naomi mentioned we will put links on our website so go and check it after this show. So the first thing was challenging the technology. And then you said I want to challenge the creativity and you spoke about how sometimes you push artists to think beyond what they are used to. Can you tell me what does it mean challenge the creativity and maybe an example?
1: Of course. Whenever I put together a collection, uh, first of all, I am concerned and a opening up a new chapter uh, depending on the moment that that collection is composed we have different topics that we want to answer on the social level as well as questions that we have technological questions about what can be the future of our technology Uh, for example The last uh, collection, or the collection that we're currently also continuing and focusing on, is a collection that focuses on the fashion market. In 2019, I asked our designers to think about the way that a color and morphology is practiced in nature, if it is on birds or insects or butterflies, and to translate uh, this intelligence Through optical solutions that I offered our designers, and by optical solutions, I mean different lenticular structures, lenticular structures that that wants to say different lenses, that when you look through the lenses, you see one color, and and when you look at another angle through those lenses, you actually see another color. I don't know, Nir, if you're familiar with those almost hologramic-like postcards that uh, when you look at one side, you see Jesus crying, and when you look at the other side, he's smiling. Kind of this idea, but then obviously in the 3D realm and and on a higher sophisticated level. But this is a basic thought, like how do you translate color through structure? And don't forget that also when we talk about our technology, we are printing in a very, very high resolution. So we're really going into a microscopic structure and trying to understand How do we bring into the design world the intelligence of organic and biological design through the means of 3D printing? So for the collection, and the collection was titled Chromorpho, Chromorpho has two meanings because it's also the morph, the chromorpho is a butterfly, but at the same time, it's also the question of chromatics and morphology. And how do we help with architectural or nano architectural structures the expression of realistic or hyper-realistic design and flow of textile. So this was the theme of the collection uh, and then embedded as a solution of 3D printing on textile to generate new solutions for fashion. Can we make garments that change color thanks to movement? Can we depict uh, new visualizations and uh, new ideas for the fashion market or the textile market uh, in general through the solutions of 3D printing. And with this challenge, I go to our designers and the designers will be either 3S4 in New York or the team of Zaha Hadid uh, or Neri Oxman, Julia Körner or young artists uh, like Ganit Goldstein, etc., etc., We bring these thoughts and these questions and let our designers work on finding solutions. Now, it's of course uh, the designers start with uh, building up the solutions and concepts. Uh, We dialogue about it. We evaluate them. I gently look at the work that the designers bring to the table and I know also why I choose the designers and I know their strengths and their creative language and I help them to bridge the solutions to enhance and to enhance the outcome and also to go closer to their own creative intelligence if it is by supporting design ideas or if it is by offering technological solutions that can help them enhance their creativity so that is that is one aspect of challenging the creativity of course The other aspect which we facilitate to the designers is often our connection into the cultural world. If it is by working very closely with uh, museums all around the world, if it is uh, the Cooper Hewitt, if it is the Pompidou, if it is the design museum in London or all all, uh, the greatest design museums around the world. We often also want uh, the designers to work on a very, very high artistic uh, level so that we are able to incorporate the works in these institutes. So it's already putting our demand or, let's say, putting the expectation on a very, very high level when we tell our team, okay, guys, we want to launch our collection in this institute or in another institute. Please, let's do something that really would revolutionize the design, a journalistic audience, and uh, and the spectators. So that is another tool that we have, of course, or an aspiration, I would say, because nobody is asking us to do this. But this is where we really believe that uh, our forefront should be placed at.
0: Yeah, I think it's amazing that the CEO and the management of the company put the effort and resources, uh, obviously, to develop something like this. And I think it's a great example what I call creativity commitment. I always claim that creativity, it's not a matter of resources, it's a matter of commitment. And no matter in which level of a company you are, it can be three people, and it can be 300 people and 3,000 people. If you decide that creativity should be part of your DNA, there are things to be done. Uh, Obviously, in your case, it's something much more, I think, impressive with the ability to deliver technology and know-how. And I'm interested, you started to speak about the way actually those collaboration take uh, place, is that you have an idea for a collection and then you reach out to artists. If there is an artist with a crazy idea, can they come to you? How does it work? It, most likely not. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> most likely, I will select the artists that I'm interested in because of the, the earlier point we mentioned. I'm not necessarily looking for the one-time physical expression. I'm looking for the creative mind. It's more important for me to build up a long-term relationship uh, with creative minds than to have a single physical expression. And creativity in this sense is also dialogue. Uh, If we are able to have a fruitful dialogue, if the stream between left and right, if the ability uh, to engage makes all parties happy, that is a successful collaboration. And. Uh, choosing a designer is as good as choosing a friend. It is a trust party. It is a person that also exposes their emotional creativity, their feelings, and the, their cultural heart. Uh, we are exposing our secrets, our technologies, uh, which is our business heart. And together with this party, we want to generate a very strong bond and the ability to understand Very deeply how we want to progress so this really requires uh, a deep understanding of who is the person uh, that we are going to work with in all the qualities or in the all the creative and human qualities uh, that uh, compose this uh, together it will happen very rarely Of course, that somebody will come to us uh, with a project and we will support it. This is uh, something that we also choose to do sometimes, but it's different than uh, the long-term collaborations uh, that truly interests me to encapsulate in our uh, business profile.
0: We will put on the show notes the link to the website dedicated for all the previous collaboration you had, so you can check it. So I want to ask you now about the 3D industry general. I mean, you have been in this industry for uh, 20 years and it became super popular in the last few years. Uh, people are getting excited about it. And I want to hear your perspective. What are the trends? What are maybe the futures that you see? Um, why it became so popular recently? And just kind of an expert thoughts about this industry.
1: Maybe we have to begin with an utopian uh, vision about what 3D printing is and then bring okay. it down. So first of all, there is something crazy about uh, 3D printing, since it is almost a creation of something out of nothing, right? You, you really literally go from a non-materialistic DNA, that is your data file, your idea that is uh, brought into code, you uh, bring it through the machine, and on the other side, you will get an object. So if there's any kind of alchemy, If there's any kind of godlike the finger that touches uh, the dust and something comes out of the dust, then that's this. Okay? So, first of all, we have to uh, recognize that there is something very, very uh, magical happening here. So, first of all, the the method uh, of 3D printing is already very magical. Then uh, comes the question on how do we generate a smart manufacturing? How do we a do. How do we create in the same wisdom almost that God has created nature or that God has created the earth? Uh, what can we do? Now, suddenly all the possibilities are open. And this is also true for 3D printing. All the possibilities are open. We don't have a mold. We don't have a structure. We don't have a limitation of material. It's like a Lego that just can answer any fantasy that you have. So we're really starting up very, very slow understanding of what can be the future means of 3D printing. If you can choose a product in which you have control over every little particle that composes this product, what is that product going to be? And by particles, it could be the conductivity, it could be the color, it could be the material properties, it could be the geometrical structure uh, that has a total form freedom Obviously, we are in an environment of gravity, but for the rest has a total form freedom to answer a certain product. And then we have to go back, I think. There's also a biological dialogue that we have to do. Like, okay, so how is our body composed? We have bone structure. We have certain tissue structure. We have liquid structure. We have intelligent particles uh, that compose our body. So what a product be able to be composed with the similar intelligence as nature did what nature does. Animals, people, uh, life structure. So we are really at the very, very basic beginning. We're at particle A. We're at a uh, material A, B, C. Uh, so today our printers can mix maybe eight materials together. Uh, our printers can print, are uh, slowly learning to print conductive materials. A metals, uh, ceramic structures, a concrete, a combi- combination or le- what we call a composed materials. So fibers together with liquids, together with thermoplasts, together with photosensitive materials. This is really the very rough beginning. The future would be almost uh, as nanotechnology offers conceptually, the market uh, possibilities. The future of 3D printing would really be a composition that is far greater than we even are able to imagine today. So 3D printing goes into many fields. It goes to the automotive, it goes to the medical, it goes to the industrial, it goes uh, across uh, all activities, but the intelligence that is still to be revealed in the world of 3D printing is really the intelligence that comes close to the magic of the creation of... of, I I say the word God, but uh, you know what I mean. I'm not not meaning this in a religious way, but in a fantastical understanding of looking at what is happening all around us and how is it possible to generate such intelligent structures with such high complexity and such high capacity efficiency, mobility, and intelligence. So this is really, I think, the future of 3D printing, coming closer to this kind of quality.
0: So we are getting to the end of our uh, podcast and I have a few more questions to ask you. And I want to go back to one of the things you started to mention. And let's assume now I'm a CEO, I'm a manager. Uh, You want to start collaborating with artists. What are the maybe three tips that you can give me? You already mentioned a good translator somehow. But do you have another two tips that what makes a good collaboration between a company and an artist?
1: So uh, like any project, I think it is very critical to understand what you want to do. What is the territory in which you are going to play? What are going to be the rules of the game? Uh, What do you want to offer and what you want to receive in return? Uh, The better you're able to answer these questions like you would do with any kind of project. This is very, very helpful uh, to have because also once you get started, you really need a good guideline. Uh, you need to know uh, how much you want to put on the table, how much time you want to put on the table, what, what type of results, and how you're going to measure the results so that you can really see that what you're doing is a uh, worthwhile uh, your investment in your time. Once you get started, uh, you might lose connection with your initial start point. So I think it is always critical when you work with artists and designers, because you're going into a place that has no rules, try to define uh, the rules of the game that allow it, even just very basic rules and basic expectations so that you can see, did we achieve it or we didn't achieve it? And you can also... Once you step forward in the project, if you say, okay, we will evaluate every X months, we will adapt the rules as we go, but give yourself certain uh, periods of time that you can come back and, and check, do some balance and check for your company how to benefit from the creativity. Now, the reason I'm so pragmatic in this is because... Many times companies will say okay let's start a collaboration with an artist and then it wanders off and it never reaches completion and it never reaches a place where uh, there is an objective appreciation or ability to say okay we have done this and it it is worthwhile to us because of abc and then as a result you might might tend to think okay the, the results were not good so let's not continue this or you might think, okay, something was lost, uh, but we don't know where and why. I think that the rules help you uh, to engage. It helps you also to engage your productivity, and it also requires, and and some discipline is definitely required to bring the results out of the creative partner. So once you're both uh, pulling from both sides, uh, you have a better chance, I think, to bring uh, the result to the table. I know that it is, uh, for many companies, difficult to appreciate or to quantify what creativity could mean to them. Trying to define these guideline rules uh, helps uh, the practical side also appreciate and understand what are values that creativity could give to a company. And Just some basic thoughts. It could be, okay, let's create an eye-catching item. Let's create uh, a story that we can tell. Let's create a a particular uh, design activity or a particular uh, solution that is even more defined. Uh, There could be many, many frameworks to bringing together uh, artists and technology. One of the uh, methods could also be by saying, okay, we want to involve more creative people or collaborate with creative people in the, in the company so that our engineers and our team would, f- would think more freely and would feel better to come up with new ideas that are sometimes more crazy so that our innovation in general would be enhanced. It's important to realize that, and it's important to understand, as a company, what you are benefiting from. Where are these benefits? could also be let's make art and sell it you can get all kind of uh, targets brought together that will also help you as company to appreciate have I done something have I really created something and uh, to measure and quantify creativity
0: Yeah, I think you touched something very important, maybe to emphasize, I would assume that uh, everyone that listened to this uh, podcast, probably would say, Okay, I would love to know and to develop new technology like you develop in the project with Neri to actually print and serve a new maybe industry. This is the easy one. I think you touched something very important is that satisfactory, inspiration, imagination, emotion, the hearts of the employees is something also very important that often we tend to focus on the innovation in the product, forgetting that the tools don't make innovation, it's people making innovation and how we can engage our teams in a more unique way, I think. As you said, it speaks directly to the hearts, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, they're endless, to be honest. And uh, of course, I speak in great favor of the collaboration with artists and designers and of bridging uh, and of being the bridge of these collaborations because I see on a day to day basis how much added value and also business value that we bring to the company. It could be many times software solutions, material solutions, uh, opening up new markets on a very practical level, as as well as selling the art uh, that we're composing and selling the design that we're composing. But there are very practical, uh, measurable elements that uh, these create- creativity collaborations bring to a company. But I fully agree. The added value, the true added value, is one, the enhancement of the brand, the enhancement of the engagement of the people in the company, and the enhancement of the engagement of the consumers or the people who are not yet consumers towards uh, the company. And this is invaluable and, and often it is something that is more superfluous and, and harder to uh, grasp uh, what it offers or uh, what it quantifies.
0: Yeah. Wow. I mean, we didn't even speak about your previous role, but uh, Nomi, you are also an artist by yourself, besides what you're doing, what are you doing in your day-to-day. Uh, what is it that you do?
1: So I do many things. I mean, uh, my friends would say that I'm an artist in cooking. Uh, I I do many creative things. Working with the artists is also my expression of the art, of course. And I also paint. Uh, that's uh, beautifully, my hobby. I have to say.
0: Ah, and, if you, you so and if you and if you will allow us, we will put some images on our website as well. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: would be nice. Yeah. So I love painting. I always loved the drawing and painting since I was a kid. It's a place where I have my moment uh, of meditation and my moment of uh, coming together with great minds that I admire. Masters of uh, old masters arts in, yes.
0: You gave us a lot of materials to think about and, and ideas from why companies need the artist, how actually 3D and art working together, these exciting new innovations that you brought from the project with Neri and so many, I think, relevant topics that we often talk about at the Artian, and how art can drive innovation, inspiration, imagination in the world of business. Naomi, I want to say big thanks for taking the time and speaking with us. I'm super excited to learn about your future project. I know that you are already cooking something very, very interesting that we cannot share yet, but stay tuned to uh, what Naomi is doing and I'm positive you will get a lot of ideas. No, me. thank you.
1: I think we could have continued the conversation for another few hours.
0: <laughs> for sure. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much, Nira. It was a great pleasure.
0: We are producing our podcast without any ads. And we are relying on our community's direct support. People like you, our listeners. So if you find it valuable, I will be super grateful if you could spread the word by leaving a rating and maybe a review. It will take you just... 30 seconds to do so and it is very helpful in getting these ideas to a wider audience. If you are interested to develop your artistic mindset, if you are looking to grow your business, if you want to develop the innovation competencies in your organizations, I will highly recommend you to check our workshops and trainings, all available on our website. The episode was mixed and mastered by Daniel Duran. You can subscribe to the Artean Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our previous shows are available on our website, www.theartian.com podcast. Each episode includes show notes, guest recommendations, videos, and other materials. We can also be found on our LinkedIn page, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us directly via email at podcast at So I will be waiting here for you in the next episode with me, Nir Hindi. Once again, thanks for listening.